Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today, I have the pleasure to chat with American country singer-songwriter Dylan Jacobson. In this newest episode, Dylan shares more about his records, I Am, from where I began, life growing up in Seattle, Washington, desire to play shows in Alaska, most humbling experiences he's had, favorite moment in life, something specific he's grateful for, admiration for Chris Stapleton, Eric Church, Tom Petty, and more. Now, with that being said, hope I join my conversation with Dylan. Dylan, hello. Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. I mean, it's good to have you here on, on the show and we're going to talk about a lot of things, but um, I just want to shortly touch touch base, I, I guess, of what we just talked about before we started recording. We talked about um, the cruise that we were, that we were recently on. Um, we went to Seattle uh, first, then we stopped uh, into Alaska, um, and then we took a whole another uh, separate uh, trip uh, to Western Canada through Calgary and and Banff and Lake Louise, it's it's a great place if you haven't been there. But Seattle, I have to say, because you're you're, I guess you're from there, um, and it's it's a beautiful city. Tell us more about Seattle and what is the city like? I guess. Yeah. Well, first off, I want to say I'm jealous of this cruise that you took because out of all the states that I've been to and played, Alaska is one of the only ones we haven't been to, which is surprising because I'm from Washington, right? So that's the closest you can get with uh, as far as states go. Um, but yes, I mean, growing up in Seattle, uh, when you think of country music, it's not the first state that pops into mind for sure. Um but man, I grew up uh, probably about 30, I mean, depending on traffic, uh, traffic in Seattle gets pretty gnarly, um, but like 30, 45 minutes outside of the city um, in a little town called Stahomish. And, um, you know, I, I listened to some country music growing up, but really what got me into country music um, was the storytelling. And, I, you know, I've always been a huge songwriter and um yeah, I feel like I was exposed to that as a kid a lot growing up in the Northwest. You know, there's so much music um, that has come out of the Seattle area, especially if you think back to like, you know, I'm sure you can think of 90s grunge. And, um, you know, I grew up on a lot of rock and roll. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's really where it all started for me back in my my home state of Washington. I mean, it's it's a it's a great it's a great place if you haven't been to Seattle. There's a lot of great places you can go there. Um, I guess a lot of the places that I would probably suggest is obviously first and foremost, obviously you have to visit the famous Pike Place Market uh, or Farmers Market. That is the place to be if you want to do all your shopping because there's a lot of there's not only a farmers market there. There's restaurants, but also if you go up um, from the Pike Place Farmers Market. There's stores on the upper end as well, and you can also uh, visit and shop around there. It, it's a really good, I guess it's a really good location for a farmer's market because it's near the water, but you're also um, near the restaurants and you're also near a lot of the shopping areas. I mean, have you been to Pike Place Farmer's Market? And, I have, I have. Uh, what, what, I mean, what is, what, is the, what is the number one thing that you've bought there that you do not regret purchasing? Oh, um, I don't actually don't know if I've ever purchased anything from, I remember we used to go there, um, growing up, like the schools would take field trips there. Um, you know, you're in elementary school and they're like, everyone's going to Pike Place Market or, you know, um, but I don't think I've ever actually bought anything from Pike Place Market. Have you bought anything from Pike Place Market? Yes, I have. And what would that be? I bought, uh, two records. Oh, there you go. 
There yeah, you I go. bought two records. I bought um I bought uh, Lionel Richie's uh, Dancing on the Ceiling vinyl. Um and I also bought Merle Haggard's Farewell to Elvis Presley record. Um which is uh, really cool. It's it, it's it's so cool if you haven't been to Pike Place Farmers Market. It's like I don't know how to describe it. It's it's obviously a, Seattle is obviously climate friendly, but they also really love the message of seafood um and clearly you can see that through the water and their animals but what i want to suggest is the farmer's market there's also not a farmer's market there's also if you go inside of it there's a whole downstairs level where you can actually see a lot of the stores but it's really cool how they designed it because it's like you can go into one one hallway and you think it's just one store but when you go in that one hallway it's a whole branch of another stores yeah Um, and then it's kind of like a zigzag and it's almost like a corn maze. Like you have to go through like hallway to hallway to find different things. And I felt it's so cool. And there's a lot of people there and it's a great place to be. And um, obviously we're talk- we're going to be talking about country music more importantly. I mean, you've had a lot of, I guess, experiences in your career already, but you've also had great music that you've released um, along the way. I mean, there's, there's stuff from, from where I began to I am to set fire to the night um, I mean, let's talk about from where I began because that's a really cool uh, record. Uh, talk to me about how that first came to be. Yeah, uh, that was, you know, I've been putting on music ever since I can remember. I started in middle school and from where I began was the first time, you know, you go through all these phases growing up, you go through all these phases of songwriting, different styles of music and everything. This was my first full length country record. It was literally the beginning of this, this uh, chapter, um, this whole new, you know, what would be the beginning of, you know, where I am today, um, this whole new chapter in my life. And so that record for me is a special one um, because it is that first one, you know, um so many songs on that record from where i began uh silverado um back to yesterday torn downtown there's so many songs on the record that you know at this point now i've 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 probably it's almost been 10 years since i wrote some of those songs um but you know silverado especially that one really changed things changed the game for me in a lot of ways yeah, and obviously Silverado was a big uh, one of the songs on on that record. Um, and you've also talked highly about uh, Billy Decker, um, yeah. who was mixing. Um, I guess Silverado was your debut yeah. uh, single to country radio. Um, and you said Billy's mixes are one of a kind and elevates each song to their full full potential. If you look at the people he's worked with, Chris Young, Sam Hunt, Parmalee, you can hear in each hit that he's the guy that makes your song stand out. I mean, what is it about Billy Decker that makes you appreciate him so much? And and what has he done for your music career? I've been working with Billy ever since that record. That was my first one I had done with him. And um, something that I love so much about him, because, I mean... Pretty much at at the point that I send a song to Billy, it's especially my last two records, Set Fire to the Night and I Am. Those were ones that I recorded myself in my home studio. And I spent so much time just crafting these songs. Um, Basically right here in this room right here. This is my uh, studio at home. And and, uh, so by the time I send it to him, I've listened to the song so many times, right? I've just ingrained how it sounds in my brain. I send it off to him. 
he sends it back to me with a mix and I'm like, new life, right? It's got this brand new fresh sound that, um, that, um, it's, it's, it's like I'm hearing it for the first time. It's, it's a special moment. Yeah. And I guess to, to echo on that, I mean, obviously there's gotta be some inspirations before you even started creating music. I mean, can you talk to me more about the inspirations? Because I, I know that you've idolized people like Chris Stapleton um, and uh, Eric Church and those people. I mean, was there was there one record, I guess, or, or what was the one record that you bought, um, the first ever record that you purchased that you kind of just said, yeah, that's the one that started my whole career? Uh, like when I was a kid, like childhood, early childhood. I guess if you want to put it that way, it's like, what is the one record that you purchased that sort of ignited that passion in the first place? Uh, some the pop into my ACDC back in black. Uh, I remember listening to that, you know, seventh grade Dylan, uh, maybe before seventh grade. Um, and just wanting to get up on stage. I remember seeing there's a band called Jet that I remember seeing for the first time almost 20 years ago now. Um and they're kind of in that same realm as ACDC, but those, you know, seeing those bands live and how they just took, you know, you, I don't even know how to describe the feeling. It just, you know, it's like I almost saw myself up on that. Like, I want to be that guy up on that stage, right? Like, just seeing how they moved that crowd. Um, and the records just blew me away um and from there you know i I, as we all do i i went through so many different phases i still love listening to that stuff i still um you know some of my favorites to this day are bruce springsteen tom petty john mellencamp um eric church chris stapleton um and something something that kind of goes through that whole lineage of of artists is the songwriting. And that's really what has inspired me since day one. Absolutely. And let, I, I really want to start off this interview. Um, and we've, we've talked already at, at great length about your music and stuff, but um, I want to, I want to start off this interview by, by playing a little game with you. It's called how deep will you go? It's three levels. Uh, level one is icebreakers. Level two is confessions. Level three is just getting deep. Um yeah. And I, 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 I really want to pick your brain about um, um, this, I guess, this whole journey for you. And uh, the first question was, what is something specific that you're grateful for and why? I'm I'm grateful for, you know, I, I feel like that answer changes the more, the, the older you get. Um, so for so many years, I was grateful to be... Um, making music for a living and I still am to this day I feel like that you know as as you get older I'm about to hit 30 here um I'm grateful for the opportunity to through my songs change people's lives change people's days change people's lives you know anytime I hear somebody reach out and say you know don't stop keep doing what you're doing like like the messages that you're spreading of positivity and, you know, hope. And, and those are themes that I, I write about for myself and I hope that those translate to other people. But uh, when I, when I hear those stories of, of people um, that are healed um, it's like a therapeutic uh, 
way for them to um, change their mindset. I feel like that is um, that is something special. I think that's that's something I'm grateful for. Yeah, and if you don't mind me asking, I mean, you just talked about, I guess, like feeling that appreciation from people who who really use that as a healing um, mechanism. I mean, is there, I guess, a point in time in your career where you kind of uh, realize when you write songs, is it, how therapeutic is that sort of writing process of, of being busy and, and having that mentality of keep writing songs, keep writing songs? Is there a point in time in your career where you kind of like just felt like it's just a whole therapy session for you? Oh, 100%. Uh, especially the last couple of years, you know, when COVID hit, all the tour dates were canceled. Um, I spent a lot of time writing songs about my mental health and, uh, you know, just being home and um, experiencing life in a whole new way. Because music for the last decade, I've been touring and touring. You know, we were grinding. Uh, 2019, we did a whole radio tour of... Uh, it was like 108 radio stations in three months, like 90 hotel rooms, uh, 20,000 miles in a in a rental car. We uh, hit Hertz gold stat or platinum, not gold, presidential status. And so like all these things, like we were going, 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 going. We had uh, um, at that point, we had played 45 states um, in the U.S. And we had just came off of. Uh, a little tour in Australia that we did. So life was on the road. Life was like, literally we were going, going, going. And so when um, all of that stopped in 2020, um, I was able to experience life in a whole new way. And, um, you know, we, we bought a house and we got pets and, um, you know, really just lived life we started living life off the land and living life at home and experiencing the simple things in life and that's something that i never really paid attention to and 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 kind of took for granted and i i really um i've grown to it's a huge huge part of my life now yeah and i guess the second question um on i guess on on this game is what is the most humbling experience you've had humbling um i'd say the music industry in general is very humbling right like you it's um you you put in more than you get right like so i feel like the if you're if you're in this looking for validation from others that's a bonus um you know, at the end of the day, um, it's got to you got to be doing it because you love it. And that's still why I'm doing it to this day. I'm doing it because of my passion for the art and for the music and for the the healing that comes with that music. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's always going to be the critics out there. There's always going to be, uh, you know, the bigger you get, the more cynics there are out there. And and, you know at the end of the day it's 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 about what makes you feel good and um if that message is gonna spread to other people that's just a bonus yeah absolutely and i guess the last question on this game is describe your favorite moment in life and how does it feel now favorite moment in my life that's a good question um 
it's hard to like culminate it down to to one moment <laughs> um uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it music related because you know we're we're talking music here because you can pull things outside of music but uh since we're specifically talking uh music here let's say my favorite moment um it's gotta be okay so 2015 we were um i was still living in washington at the time and i got the opportunity and this was one of the first festivals we ever played um in country music it's the watershed have you heard of watershed it's one of the live nation country music festivals and they have it at the, do you know are you familiar with the gorge amphitheater in washington no oh okay well if you grew up in the northwest it is it's like the red rocks amphitheater of the north it's right on the edge of like this canyon drop off this you it's the most gorgeous state. I grew up seeing shows there. I saw Tom Petty there like a couple years prior. Um, and this is one of the elite country music festivals in the country. And so the having the opportunity to not only play such a high level festival, um, but to do it in my home state on, for me, what was, you know, one of the biggest stages imaginable for me, like, uh i like i remember going to shows there and being like someday i could only imagine to play something like this so to be able to do that i think that was a really special moment absolutely well i mean i want to talk about now since we talked about from where i began the album i want to talk about the album i am that released in 2019 um i mean before you even released this you said um the next release is really special to me we titled it I am, and it really incorporates who I am to myself and everyone around me. The stories resonate true to me in my own life, but are also the stories I hear so many times from y'all. We're taking just a little bit of extra time on it to get it right, but I'm very excited to start showing you the pieces of who I am. I mean, and then obviously this whole record is, I guess, a concept of autobiograph autobiographical. Um, and um, I guess, how does that sort of, I, I don't know how to say this. How does that form of concept um, come through in your music? Is that just something that you've always wanted to put out um, to speak about your music? Or was it just something that just came about naturally? I think it's it more so something that came about naturally. You know, I started cutting songs for the record. Um, um, I'm trying to think of what was like the first piece that we we started to turn it into that that concept of showing all these little pieces of who i am it, it could have stemmed from the the title track i am um but this was a, i mean it was a special record in a lot of ways you know it was it was the first time that i was majorly like putting out a, a major release um that was recorded entirely in my own studio, you know, I was, I was playing all the parts and, and, um, which is something I grew up doing, but obviously like when you're a kid, you know, um, that's more so, you know, you get, you get 10 people to listen to it. You get your friends at school to buy the album, uh, slinging CDs, but 
it's on an entirely different level at this point. And um, so that was a really special record in so many ways. I was able to do it in the way of my upbringing. And so by doing that, it was, it was kind of um, a concept record in that way, um, as well as through the songs that we were, uh, the, like the different chapters that were being told through that record. Yeah. Were there any instruments, I guess, that like played a huge part in, in building those two records, I guess, from where it began and I am, were there like an instrument specifically that sort of spoke uh, highly about, um, I guess, in those two records overall? Oh, I, so back in, what year did I get that thing? 2013, 2014, I bought my own pedal steel guitar and that is a brutal instrument to learn how to play. That is, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched someone try to play that, but you know, you got this table basically in front of you with a, uh, a neck of 10 strings and some random tuning. Um, and then you got, you're moving your knees and you're moving your feet on these pedals. It's a whole, it's a workout for your brain. Um, and over the years, you know, I've, I've crafted, uh, my own uh, pedal steel playing into <laughs> these records. And so I'd say that was um, that was definitely a highlight on those on those two. And honestly, I can see the dobro that you have in the background. Yeah. Um, you know how to play that? I do. I do. You know, I, over the years, I've accumulated a lot of instruments. Um, it's hard to. <laughs> the more instruments you get, start to play them all on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, I have a lot of them sitting around. So when I'm going through that creative process, I'm able to uh, pull them out and be like, you know, let's try this on the record. And, you know, I've been playing guitar for um, over 20 years now. And so uh, kind of all those other instruments just kind of feed into that that uh, guitar that I started when I was eight years old. Yeah, I was I was curious if you want to give us a little taste of the that instrument of what it sounds like because for people who haven't even t uh, known what it sounds like, dobros are just amazing. Yeah, um, it's it's pretty like, great. So, uh, I'm gonna be honest; it's probably not in tune at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Then I mean, um, obviously you've had a lot of accomplishments. Um, you've uh, been named one to watch by Taste of Country. I named one of 10 new country artists to watch by The Boot in 2017, two top 40 Billboard indicators plus top 20 music row singles, but the release of I Am, 108-stop radio tour, high-energy touring schedule spanning 45 states plus three continents. And you said, we've been a lot of places and met so many faces. It truly is the most inspiring thing you can, you can do, setting foot on the road and experiencing life right in the flesh. I mean, if there was... Out of those 45 states plus three continents, what would you say is the most favorite place you've played? Uh, aside from Seattle. Yeah, yeah. aside from that watershed moment, um, I'd say the further you get from home, like the 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 more incredible that feels, right? Because that's the, that's the further that your music is translated. And so for me, I'd say that, that the furthest we've gone from home is Australia. Um, and, you know, being able to literally play your music on the entire other side of, of the earth is um, incredible. And, you know, being able to go there and see people that have been uh, 
um, appreciating your music and and uh, singing your words in the crowd and and um, showing up to th- see the shows is um, a feeling unlike any other. Absolutely. Well, I mean, on the cruise, I mean, I remember seeing that uh, we. I remember watching this um, this uh, I guess band called Neely Neely Rich Band. Um, mm-hmm. They're Australian. Um, and they play country music. Um, I remember seeing them play. Um, what was it again? I think it was da- "Down to the Honky Tonk" by Jake Owen, and then they performed "Working Man Blues" by Merle Haggard. <laughs> and I guess I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's like a Australian thing for them to play country music, or if it's just um, country music roots or their love for country music for anyone that's listened to it. Um, it's it's cool to see how it's now generated so much attention and people have started to do it themselves um, and yeah. and play music you know, abroad, not just in Nashville or in southern places. I mean, Seattle, I don't, uh, it's not a southern place whatsoever. Um, but I mean, you're starting to see people do things like what you're doing. Um, you know, playing country music on because they love it, and not just because um, they wanted to put out country music for people to hear it. Um, so I mean, there's there's got to be so many songs that um, you've probably listened to. I mean, out of Chris Stapleton and Eric Church, if there was one song, like a song from each of those artists, Tom Petty, Chris Stapleton, or Eric Church, that you've gravitated towards the most what would those be okay tom petty um i've been doing a cover of free fallen for years um and so that's always been a special one for me but i love his wildflowers record i think that that whole record is an absolute masterpiece um so honestly anything off that record um wildflowers included um Chris Stapleton. Oh, there's something about his voice, man. It's just, it's so sultry. I love it. Um, I would say, what is the song that really spoke to me? I, you know, I, I feel like when everyone heard Tennessee Whiskey, like everyone knew he was going to be a star, right? Um, and then um, Eric Church. Um, I remember hearing him do Springsteen. Um, and that spoke to me because I'm, uh, Springsteen since, you know, he's my number one Spring Bruce Springsteen's my number one for sure. Um, so that, that really spoke volumes to me, that track right there. Yeah. Chris Stapleton. Um, I guess I've had so many favorites from his records. Um, if there was one that I would choose, I'd probably say more of you. Um, that's a really good song. Like yeah. I, I, like I, I just started like, I think not even that long ago, I started like practicing the lyrics to that song um yeah i mean more of you such a great song um i guess it's it it is a whole love story of of him and his wife and his relationship with her um and it's cool how that resonates with so many people nowadays um listen to those types of songs um on a daily basis i mean now that we're wrapping up this interview i mean I've asked this question to so many people that have come on this podcast and it's given them a challenge to answer it. Um, If there was one artist 
that's already in heaven that you would want to play a song with, who would that be and what song would you play? Tom Petty. For sure. Tom Petty, hands down. Um, what would I want to... Uh, I'd love to... Um, I don't want to say like I want to say free phone, but I don't want to say free phone at the same time. I because I've been doing free phone live for so many years. I would love to do like have you know um, some sort of collaboration with him on that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with free phone. Final answer. Absolutely. Well, I mean, if there was, I guess, one more question for you, if there was. What would you say is the most memorable mountaintop moment, like the kind that makes you want to go home and call your parents about? Like a like mountaintop moment, like a high point in, in my life career? I guess so, like the highest point. Oh, man. You know, I've been I've been super proud of a lot of the things that we've accomplished on the newest record, uh, Set Fire to the Night. Um, like we just put out a music video for Get Back that was super uh, special to me and my in my uh, upbringing and getting back to the records that I grew up on. So um, I was I was super excited for them to see that for the first time, um, as I was uh, when we released Six and put out the music video for that one. And that one was, um, you know, I had a lot of childhood footage in there and and um, about. Uh, you know, it was me performing on a stage, you know, telling my future self that, you know, you're going to be able to do all these things um, when you're older and, um, you know, all your dreams, all your wildest dreams, are every, everything's going to work out just the way it was supposed to. Um, and so, you know, being able to bring these stories and these, uh, you know, true stories to life through songs and through videos um on this latest record has is truly been a high point musically for me absolutely well it's the end of our time together but thank you so much for chatting with me it's such a blast um if you i hope you enjoyed my conversation with american country singer songwriter dylan jacobson you can follow him on all social media platforms um i've been your host shigmi keltzak thanks for tuning into the show but also you can follow me on all um, social media platforms as well and find me on all podcast streaming platforms too um, thanks for, so much for chatting with me and um, well we'll hopefully uh, reconnect soon here so I've been your host Jake McKelt saying thanks for tuning into the show mm-hmm.